that also is unique to each one of us in context of awakening so the first question are chakras open in you absolutely yes but what you experience mostly is it off one first two chakras they belong to the body is your body alive or not <laughs> thank you for confirming <laughs> third chakra is about emotions do you experience emotions yeah yes fourth chakra is about feeling do you experience feeling yes fifth chakra is about intellect thinking do you think you can think yes <laughs> But the question goes when we read or hear that you, your heart chakra can't be open, you know, if you don't have this unconditional love. And then I feel that, oh, I don't, you know, I'm not feeling unconditional love towards you. I need to touch my hand. We can change it right now. I need to touch my hand. So then I'm always confused. Like, am I fit? And so what is open and what is blocked and to what extent? Yes. first of all we must be very clear there is nothing like unconditional love we fool ourselves constantly that our pets love us unconditionally we love our children unconditionally is all nonsense in order to feel good we project this unconditional there is a unconditional state but the moment i talk about love love means there is a something which is not love right how i will define love i i can only define love because there is something which is non love which may be hatred or anything which i experienced in comparison of that i say this is love and that is not love as soon as we give anything a name it cannot be unconditional that is an impossibility so there is a unconditional state we transcend all experiences all name all form absolute and we cannot describe it that is why it is unknowable indescribable the moment we come down and we give it a name immediately it becomes conditional but mind feels good about these words yeah. about non attachment yeah. that is another thing there is nothing like non attachment how even buddha is attached whosoever they attach to their own sermons their own teachings their own clothes their own way their own monasteries yeah. <coughs> and third thing there is no free will free will is another such a good idea of mine we feel good oh i have free will so these three terms unconditional free will and the third thing what i said 
non attachment. They are very good ideas to feel good. But you know what happens? It creates such conflict in our life. If I'm I'm not able to uh, to love unconditionally, there must be something wrong. Yeah. I should be non-attached in order to reach some spiritual height. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm attached. So now I feel something is wrong because my guru said, my Upanishad said, my Vedas said. Yes. There is a con- constant conflict, and then I have free will. But then I cannot make choices, so that means my free will is questioned and something wrong with me. So these words actually create more problems than they ever solve. Thank you. Because we create it out there and we are trying to reach them. Meanwhile, fact, truth of our life is very different. I have a daughter, I have a son, I have a granddaughter. Should not... I not be attached with them? Of course I should. How I could make all my decisions based on free will? Free will means I'm not considering anyone when I'm making decision. Mm. Is it possible? Whenever I make any decision, mm. my past, my future, my relatives, my friend, my teachings, my book, my education come immediately and then I make decision. So there is nothing like unconditional love. And of course, I can take you into the philosophical side of it. Because some of you may be interested to understand. Because that is the ultimate. Whenever we experience anything, there are three. That is why three is so important. So, Mira is sitting in front of me. I'm experiencing her presence. So, what is happening? I am the experiencer. She is the experienced. And what is happening between two of us, we call experience. So experiencer, who is experiencing, experience, whom is experienced, and our relationship is called experience. To live in the world, these are the three conditions of experience. So my experience is conditioned by her. So, now we take love. I'm a lover, somebody is beloved, mm. and between us what happens is called love. Mm. Right? So my experience of love is dependent on beloved. Mm. That is what is called conditioned. Mm. It is conditioned by the mm. other. Mm. Without that experience cannot happen. Now the moment all these three collapse into one. So lover, beloved and so-called love, there is no more separate. They become absolute one. But as soon as that happens, even love disappears. Nothing remains. That is why they say no thingness, nothingness. 
because there is nothing to experience. So you cannot call it love. It is simply unconditional state, but not love. The moment you bring love, so now love separated. Lover, beloved, love. So that is more philosophical or scientific analysis of it. That is why there cannot be unconditional anything except pure, unconditional, absolute state. That is possible. But the moment you come in the world, unconditional is gone. Everything becomes conditional. So that is how it works. So back to my first question. Mm -hmm. This explanation also helped in many ways. Right. So could it be, I think you've, you already answered it. I, I, still, I still have a little bit of doubt that then I read books or I watch videos and then I say, oh, I need to focus on my third eye. Mm. And nothing happens there. Everything happens here. So I'm confused. Is it bypassing everything? One, two, three, four, six, and then, like, am I supposed to see some? I can't imagine. I am not a visual uh, person in that sense that I'm gonna assume that something is happening or I feel go by the feeling. Uh, yes, right. And the feelings are the most important. <coughs> feelings are the fundamentals of life. First cell which was born on Earth couldn't think, didn't have emotion, but could feel. And we are made up of cells. 50 trillions in our body and 87 billions in our brain, combinedly they create feelings. Feelings are fundamentals, after that come emotions, after that comes thoughts. Each one of us is born with certain chakras which are naturally open. We feel them more than others. Okay. But that doesn't mean other chakras are not functional. Mm. But we don't experience them because they are not strongly functional. Mm. Whole idea of chakra is that you go into that chakra which is more open. Mm. Right? Because that door is open. So either you can, we can knock our energy out by opening other doors which are relatively closed or here is the door open. Mm, okay. And why? Because all chakras are interconnected. Everything in this universe is interconnected and interdependent. So whether you go from the 7th entry or 5th entry or 6th entry, it doesn't matter. Ultimately, you will come to chakras. Okay. So important is to focus on that chakra which is open. That's responding. Okay. Okay. Because what will happen? As you pay attention, its energy will increase further. Mm. Further. Mm. When it energy will increase, surplus energy will go into other chakras. Okay. Because other chakras are connected with that. Mm. Mm. And slowly they will start. Okay, so the sequence. Uh, 
can be ignored if that's absolutely this whole idea of sequence mm-hmm. and what we call linearity in yeah. life yeah. works only in 5% of so for example you go to a store you buy 1 pound of apple 199 then you want to buy 2 pounds how much will be the cost double of it it is called linearity is simple math but do you think in life anything works on this linear basis if you are giving love to your son or daughter husband or wife do you think you will expect the same amount of love or double of it or triple of it or you put very hard work in your family you sacrifice yourself will you expect the family will return your sacrifice or not you can never never be sure and same thing about any aspect of life including spirituality you put effort but you don't know what you will get that is called non linearity of life but we expect okay i am putting 2 hours worth of meditation 6 hours worth of worship and so on and i will be rewarded yeah. it won't work same thing is about chakra there is no linearity of chakra when we describe chakras it is because to understand okay. in our mind because if i jump from 1 to 7 7 to 5 5 to 3 it will jumble up because the learning education has to happen from outside okay in a sequential way in order to remember it will never work truly when you experience it this is his very core of life that is why we dreamt so much when we were 20 years old 22 years old i am putting so much i am dreaming i am yeah. doing this yeah. where we are whatever we thought what we became <laughs> we can't even recall oh, no. what happened to me <laughs> i must have missed the wrong map <laughs> <laughs> it is a non linearity of life thank you your your explanation helped a lot in in giving clarity to many of the doubts i had or concerns thank you question yeah so you did the 1 through 5 so this is intellect what's this one and what's this one right seventh is not an independent chakra okay So I must clarify that there are six chakras and seventh is when all these chakras six come together then seven is formed seven is the union seven is the synthesis of six chakras <coughs> So if you go into classical text of chakra and one of them is swami purnanand's shat chakra nirupan where he explores all the he described only six independently he call it shat means 
six exploration of the sixth chakra because seventh is not independent after the six come together seventh is formed so now responding to your question the first two chakras are of body in body two processes are happening simultaneously what are those two processes one of death another one is life billions of cells in the body they are constantly dying billions of cells in the body are born body renews itself in approximately 7 years roughly except heart muscles and the brain the rest of the body so first chakra called root chakra called muladhar is a chakra of death second chakra called swadhisthan life chakra sex chakra is the chakra of life body is complete the first chakra death is happening the second chakra life and they go together in our body third chakra belongs to emotions and it is a simple evolution if you really go into biological evolution first of all came the body after that came emotions basic emotions in reptilians in evolution so third chakra solar chakra manipura chakra is the chakra of emotions fourth chakra heart is a feelings what is the difference between emotions and feelings emotions you can see on the face of the person feelings you subjectively feel you can not but emotions can be feeling feeling can be emotion so i am feeling anger i am expressing on my through my face and simultaneously i am feeling it so it becomes both emotion and feeling but sometime i may be angry with my boss with my spouse with my daughter but i don't want to express it because i know it's not going to help so i am feeling anger but pretending to be normal not expressing it that is called I was going to say that is called wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Emotional intelligence we call it. Yes, emotional wisdom you can call it. So that is a fourth chakra, fifth chakra expression. Here is the vocal apparatus we express. It is of intellect. after five chakras sixth one is because these five chakras they form our ego 
our body, our emotions, our feeling, and the concept or definition which comes through the fifth, they form ego. That is why we are born, most human beings are born with five chakras. That is how we develop ego. So what is the importance of sixth? If we want to go higher, we have to dismantle our ego. Sorry, our? Dismantle. Our what? Ego. Okay. Ego. Sixth chakra is dismantling of chaos. And that is why Shiva's third eye is placed here. That third eye opened. Before that, we function in the world through these two eyes. And those are connected with our ego, our mind. If you want to go beyond it, these two eyes give its energy to the third eye. Dismantling. Shiva's third eye, when it opens, it dismantles, it dissolves. So this is utter chaos, existential crisis. We are in despair. We are lost in darkness because we live by the ego. We function through the ego. Ego means my body, my children, my home, my education, my prestige, my status, my money, my religion, my guru. All that are part of the ego. That is my identity. And at sixth chakra, identity is dismantled. Can you imagine what will happen? It will be the biggest crisis of our life. That is why most people, when they experience it, immediately they return to their ego and they say, No, I am not ready. Very few dare to go to the sixth. And what happens when ego is dismantled, it is assembled again, not as a master, not as the governor of our life, but a servant. It becomes an instrument because something higher comes. And that process is complete at the same. So that is how these seven chakras are placed. So everybody has ego. Pardon? Everyone has, has ego. Has Without that, there are certain people who, who don't have ego. And that happens when there is a profound mental retardation or brain damage. That is why when people say, I want to make my children spiritual, I said, don't do that. What you have to do is to help them to develop a healthy ego, an identity, so they could start functioning in the world like normal. Otherwise, you will cripple them. Because the function of ego is my reference point. 
so that I could negotiate with the world. I could get a job. I could get an education. I could earn livelihood. I could be married, have children, have job and so on and so forth. All this is done through ego. But once we achieved it, we forget. We are trapped by it. We forget that, okay, I achieved it. Now I am going to take the next step. Please. How is it possible to overcome this binding ego that everybody has? Can you talk about that? Transcending. Pardon? Transcending. Transcending ego, yeah. Is it possible for the normal person who is stuck in these, uh, you know, like developed societies, capitalist societies, where everything is based off of negotiations and all my work, my property, my life, my life, my this, my that. Totally. And the reason being, what you call transcendental is also the part of us. So it is not something we create. It is already there. We become ignorant or oblivious of it because of the ego. Ego becomes like a veil. So we have to torn that veil, lift that veil. How that can be done? First thing is to become aware that I am trapped. Sense of disillusionment. If I am not feeling I am trapped, why I would like to free myself? Who wants to become free from the prison who realizes I am in the prison? But majority of people, they are very comfortable in their prison in spite of chaos and sorrow and pain and complaint. Their life, if you see, it's just like, you know, we used to go to bliss heaven, our friend Dolly's retreat center, and she had a cage and birds in that. We open the cage and you will expect a bird to fly away. No, she comes back. Prison becomes home. That is what happened to most people. So when prison become home, so disillusionment that I am in prison, the moment that thought comes, that is the beginning. And the second part is passion, energy. A lot of people say, oh yeah, I am miserable. I am sorrowful. I want to change my life. They don't have enough energy to do anything, to achieve anything. Even including when I want to become a billionaire. So Bill Gates becomes a billionaire because his tremendous passion since his young age or his Steve Jobs or for that matter anyone who wants to achieve anything. So disillusionment but Passion has to be there. And passion, if it is not there, it can be unleashed. So sometimes it's not there, but it can be cultivated. 
how that can be cultivated either by practice or understanding your personality because your original innate personality is brimming with energy most of us don't function through our innate personality with which we are born so once we start going into it we will experience flow a phenomena called flow as soon as you experience flow means you are unblocking your energy because in flow your ego is bypassed that is the primary experience and i'm talking here about the the evidence in science steve kotler wrote a beautiful book rise of superman if you read it you will become very clear that how this slow dismantling of the ego happens so that is the process disillusionment passion through practice and personality then it will just enlarge thank you i remember you talked about um, the discovering your original personality at the last exactly that is so vital because in that hidden my potential but most of the people they don't follow their personality because it is interrupted by Can you give the name of the author one more time? Yeah, it is Steve Kotler. It's a marvelous book, and it's not a spiritual book either. It is all about athletes, sports people, and what happened to them when they are in zone in that flow. Something else takes over, and so many. examples and he he gives a total explanation scientifically steve kotler rise of superman why this title because in those moment when energy is released who we become with this energy voices of the past chains bondages they are all bypassed we are dancing in our pristine pure energy and that energy is nothing else but kundalini but of course no mention of kundalini and there is no need to it's simply life energy Shani ji, you were asking something. No, I was going to say you can turn the phone off. Yes. So please uh, mute your phone. And also mention there's another washroom and more bathroom upstairs, and you just go and like turn off. Right. So there's washroom downstairs and upstairs. so coming to this energy because actually that was the the theme which we were thinking because last time we explored first chakra second chakra 
and you will understand how important this energy is. Second chakra is located just above the pubic bone in the bladder area, in the uterus area, where reproductive organs are. And this is the chakra of energy, life force. And part of the life force is sexual energy. Because sexual energy is so powerful, except in 1% of the population of the world who are non-sexual. They don't experience sex. 99% experience it. So approximately 8 million people are asexual, non-sexual. But nonetheless, life energy is still completely intact. Exactly, they are fully developed otherwise. No problems. Yeah, they have just the specific. Actually, I know few of them. But why? Nature. Not at all. People thought gay people have glitch. They don't understand nature. Nature has range. When we are focused on one pole, we think it is a problem. When we realize the whole nature, it throws all kinds of unique specimen changes, variation, because that is the rule of the nature. Nature doesn't have Xerox copy machine. But other mammals, same thing? Absolutely. Everywhere. 1%. I don't know how much percentage in animals, but it is mm. part of the animal world also. So second chakra is the most important chakra out of all. This is the most important one. It is so important that these ancient sages called it Swadhisthan. That is the Sanskrit name for this chakra, Swadhisthan. Swa means self, Dhisthan means master. If I know this chakra, if I realize this chakra, if I experience this chakra, I control my life energy. I am the master of my life. That is why this is the most important. Swadhisthan, self-master. 
बिकॉज वेन द एनर्जी गोज अप इन थर्ड चक्रा इट बिकम्स इमोशंस फोर्थ चक्रा फीलिंग फिफ्थ चक्रा इंटेलेक्ट बट अल्टीमेटली इट इज ऑल दे आर ऑल पैटर्न्स ऑफ एनर्जी फंडामेंटल इज दिस एनर्जी एंड दिस एनर्जी इज रॉ इट इज प्योर स्टिल इट डजेंट हैव एनी पर्टिकुलर पैटर्न एक्सेप्ट सर्वाइवल रिप्रोडक्शन सर्वाइवल रिप्रोडक्शन एट दिस लेवल what happens if your reproduction system is taken out so let's say you have a hysterectomy then what happens it doesn't matter it doesn't matter no. because energy is not dependent it is a universal energy part of the universal energy one part is not functioning doesn't matter because at energy level this formation is not so important still i will get full energy so basically it doesn't have any anatomical hole in our body that's exactly so it's it's energy and it's just there there no matter if you have this organ still or or not exactly All matter is nothing as energy. <laughs> Ultimately, it's all about energy, and that is universal energy. Then, when universal energy is individualized, we become people, we become bacteria, we become butterflies, we become plants. So there is a constant subconscious connection. we are individualized form of universal energy we don't experience it because of the ego again so even if there is a problem with the body it doesn't matter in fact one of the greatest sages in indian history is astavakra he had eight deformed deformities of the body he could barely walk everything was distorted that is why he is called astavakra asta means eight vakra means curves his body was curved at eight points he could hardly his all time great sages he wrote a geeta the most beautiful exposition of spirituality called ashtavakra gita 
So don't ever feel your energy is compromised. And this is the most important chakra called Swadhisthana. Whosoever will control this energy will become the controller of the person. That is why I am emphasizing you control this center, you become the master of your life. If your parents control, your caretakers control, your religion controls, your politics control, your education control, they become the master of you. And that is what happens when we are young children. Families make sure they control this energy. Religion makes sure they control the energy. And I'll give you one example about sex. Sex is the most beautiful energy which is available to us in normal life. And it is sacred. Why it is sacred? I'll explain. So that we understand this chakra fully. Nature gifted us this energy so we could reproduce. That is one function. But nature also created the bliss in this set. So nature gave us choices. To animals, choices are much less. In humans, choices are much more. That is why we can evolve consciously. Animals cannot evolve consciously. That is why they are called Pashu in Sanskrit. Pashu comes from a Sanskrit word means Pash. Pash means bondage. We can. So what happens? When we are in that sexual act and it reaches its zenith what we experience nothing in those moments all thoughts all emotions all past all future comes to a complete end just for a few moments and why because our consciousness from the top part of the brain which is involved in thinking goes down to our emotional center and goes down to the lower, lowest part of the brain. And lowest part of the brain contains no thoughts, no emotions, no past, no future. <coughs> there is no time connected with the lowest part of the brain. So what we experience? Timelessness. Eternity. A moment of samadhi. Because whatever ego was obstructing us, that ego is bypassed. So this only happens in human beings? Pardon? So this only happens in human beings? Because 
animals are not worried about enlightenment, education, religion, politics. Right? For them... Cats are. Pardon? Cats are. <laughs> <laughs> that is why when they look at human, you know, they are chanting, they are praying, they are going to the temple, they say... What are they doing? Or they are so worried about money. You give, you bring them a, a, a bag full of dollars. You put them in front of the hungry dog. Hungry dog won't even eat it. <laughs> right? That is a result of human awareness. We create this symbolic world. Prestige, status, reward, medals, money, all kinds of promotions. Animals are free. They will be utterly bored. Just like a child. Baby, you put all the... Baby is hungry, just want to drink milk, eat food. So what I am trying to tell this second chakra, is the chakra of life, chakra of sex, sex which is sacred because it gives us a glimpse. It is of vital importance because we lost the importance of sex in our lives. It became a mechanical act. Truly when two are married, they become each other's teacher. They help. How they help? They enhances this moment. That is how Tantra saw the relationship between a man and woman. Not going from man to man or woman to woman. No. Was idea was you stay in a stable relationship and if you stay in a stable relationship it is like you are living like monk. Because you are helping each other to reclaim this energy. But we lost an idea of it. Opposite. For opposite ends. Any author's name for this tantra? For? For the tantra I will tell. I already wrote two books, which you said. There are many, I think I have to think. And life energy both. And so every being has this, right? Yes. Then what about the... Uh, Except asexual. They don't have the sexual part. I was wondering, like, single-cellular organisms who asexually reproduce, they must not have this chakra, right? That's right, because it is about humans I'm talking about. This differentiation. Potential was there in one cell, but in us, it fully. What I was trying to say that this second chakra, our society, our culture, our religion, education, make sure is disturbed, interfered with. So that they could control it. Because what society wants, what family wants? 
obedience, conformity, better. And that is necessary also because otherwise it will be a chaos. But nonetheless, it is so deeply interfered, the whole basic energy of this chakra. That is why such a simple act of body's intimacy we call sex. There is so much guilt around it. How many people go? Everybody does that. But how many people go with total openness? There is always something hanging. Am I doing the right thing? My guru told me. My scriptures told me, I am losing vital essence, I will never reach, I have to have celibacy. It is the most conflicted, calmness human experience which we do for such a huge part of our life. So that is why second chakra is so important. Then will they will bring the yes, Mira, please. I was just going to say, is there also shame? Like I know that religious part, the guilt and all those things. But also, I think the body image shame. That's why you can't go totally into it. Like you always feel like you're not perfect. It's just all the conditioning that. Exactly. So, Mira brought another point that from the very beginning we created ideals. Ideal son, ideal daughter, ideal wife, ideal husband, ideal mother, ideal father. Once you create ideals, life will be suffocated. Because life can never be ideal or perfect. Life can be wholesome, it cannot be perfect. So, I can create an ideal garden, but if you go into a jungle which is natural, nothing is ideal. There is a snake around, there is scorpion around, and there is stinging nettle, all kinds of things. Because that, that is why jungle is so alive. Garden is so imperfect. Just like the story of a Zen master, a king created the most beautiful garden in the world and brought his teacher who was a Zen master. He said, Sir, listen, what's most beautiful garden? Zen master thought for a few minutes and then he went and brought rotten leaves and he scattered all over the garden and messed it up. He said, now, this is the proper garden. So once I want to make my life garden to please others, which they expect me, because I developed an image, a body image, behavioral image, my energies are already then I will shame. So people-pleasing also falls under that. Pardon? We, are, we, we become people-pleasing as well. 
the ideology that we create or society creates, we try to mold our behavior so, so we are accepted in the society, in the family, in the culture. Exactly. Yeah, in, the, in an organization. Exactly. And for that we are rewarded. Yes. Medal. How wonderful son, how wonderful daughter-in-law, how wonderful father-in-law and so on and so forth. And eventually we are locked. Never realize who I am. And I'm not saying we must create a chaos. Of course we have to follow a pattern also. But we must not become the prisoner of that pattern. And that is what happens to a child after the age of two years. Up to the age of two years or 15 months, this energy remains undisturbed, relatively, after that. After that, child wants to do with this free energy something. Then comes, you must not do that. Because this is not appropriately Hindu or Christian or anything. Or this is your family tradition. You cannot behave like that. Or you have to achieve this much in your class. Otherwise, it is a shame. Because in the past, your, your ancestors were high achievers. So slowly, slowly, child's vital energy at the second chakra is entered. And child is chasing now these dreams, these rewards put together by others. And according to that, our emotions, thoughts and feelings are formed. Ultimately this comes from this energy of the second. But can help them, you know, free up again. Of course. But at what point, I understand, as you said, that some of the structure is extremely necessary, right? Totally. As soon as the baby is conceived, yes, that is why we teach after many, many years, we, we used to teach all kinds of program, but we realize teaching adults is not a big reward, very few will change. <laughs> they are so much in their patterns, a lifetime patterns. They will make a minor, they will do a minor tweaking here, minor tweaking there, and that's it. But you know, I can preserve that child. So I've been doing the right things, I tell them. Look, you have to put up this fake minor, like 17 or 16. 16 and 18, something like this. I don't remember all the other. So I've been telling them like this. Look, this is yeah, about the energies, but just use different words. I'm, I'm not so good with uh, specific alert. Uh, right. So what I've been telling them, look, this is inside you. That's your secret. But for the outside world, you put up this mask and you play that. Game. Yes. That's the thing we do. Yes, like, yes. Is, yes. That, is that what you mean? That is what I mean, because we have to play the game of life. Well, you know, 
yeah. They destroy you even more, right? Yeah. They get their hands on you and that's it. The system just breaks you. Doesn't matter what religion or, or what, what where you live, right? It's the same thing. So when my wife says, I love you, even if I don't have feeling of love or I'm feeling something else, it's still we say, I love you too. Because we have to play this game. Some people refuse to play that game and they decided I'm going to leave the society. A Buddha. A Jesus. They said, I'm not going to play this game. I even don't care. They hang me. Crucify me. Right? I don't want to do that. So I have to become very expert in this politics of the world. Knowing that I am acting. It is a necessity. But underneath I remain intent. And some people can actually see through all this and they know exactly who you are. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You don't play that well. Mira. Excuse me. You become a spider instead of the like you know regular insect. You don't get trapped in the spider web. Spider will never stick to the web. It can just go everywhere it wants without sticking, experiencing everything, but never trapped. So Mira gave a good example. Instead of becoming a moth or a fly, you can become a spider. A spider web is there, a moth or fly comes stuck in it and dies. What is the beauty of a spider? It weaves very complex web, relaxed, and whenever wants to go out, will get out. That is what Mira was saying. How do you achieve that as a person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, we are such good actors. <laughs> <laughs> We go to the party and appreciate each other, although we may be hating that person. <laughs> How wonderful your hairs are. Yeah. What a delicious dish. dish. Can you give me the recipe? <laughs> this lying start at the age of two years. Every single child is a liar. <laughs> Why? Child wants to do things freely. Comes the obstacle. Child will still try to do it. Parents will ask, did you do that? No. The moment child discovers that his lie is not discovered or her lie, our secret self is born. I must tell you, all of us, without exception, carry that secret self in our grave, there is nobody in the world who can tell all the secret what they thought, what they did to other people. It's a fact. We carry it. But would you say that with all the, you know, this energy work and looking inside of us and discovering who we really are, 
it, it helps us really not to get lost in these uh, so-called lights or, or those... Uh, exactly. So, yes. So you wake up in the morning and you remind yourself, look, mm. let's do those energy points. And now, now okay, now we're going to... Today we're going to put on this costume and let's go. Yeah. So, something like that. Exactly. So a very important point raised that still we have to tell lies to our children, to our surrounding, all the time we do. And if we don't believe in those lies, no harm is done. Thing is that we start believing in our own lies. And then then it's really then the, the, the problem happens. We cannot escape lying. How are you? Oh, good. Inside. You're miserable. But you know, I have to say this because otherwise this person will trouble me. Say, okay, what is the wrong and how I can help you? I don't want to waste my time. Everything is good. Fine. But inside, I know I'm not good. Stay intact with this misery because then you can resolve the problem. But what I'm trying to say, second chakra, that is how our life's energy is disturbed. It is because of the pressure which comes from outside and we have to play this game of the world un unless we want to quit. How many can quit? But important is we understand that I'm acting. I'm playing this game. Then our life energies won't be blocked. We won't be trapped. Yes. Outside, yes, I have to. There is no way out. Then we will reclaim our energy of second chakra. Because the beauty is no matter how much this second chakra is blocked, you can fully reclaim it. It can never be destroyed. So that is how it happens. Swadhisthan becoming the master of my own life. And one of the ways is in the union of marriage, very strong possibility we can come to this chakra reclaiming our body. And once this energy is released, it will run through our body. It will clean all other chakras. All other chakras which are blocked, it is because of our past trauma, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, patterns, experiences they are the part of the body and brain and once this energy is rushes it just cleans and cleans and cleans and a point will come it will be all cleaned and that doesn't mean problems won't come problems will come but this chakra won't allow them to stay long term there will be a self-cleaning detox, both physical and mental detox. 
because second the, the energy of second chakra when it's but it detox detox is cleaning mentally and physically it is done from a outside but body has a perfect detox process it cannot be done properly because of the energy block at second chakra are there people who suffer more from their second chakra personalities than other people yes they do always remember a person with the personality of wind suffers the most because they are most unstable name of the wind you know they are the children who suffer from adhd nervousness anxiety panic attacks very vulnerable children so how do we fix it like adults <laughs> you can more difficult and that is why we were discussing that we have to start with our children in fact uh, we are doing a workshop on may 7th yeah sunday 2 hours if you are it is a free and it is in person in hamilton you are welcome to join us because as i said you know working with adults for 25 years we realize that in adults there is a much less possibility because they are so entangled you know with multiple things but a baby as soon as conceived we can help that baby and how that is a thing of that workshop and it goes up to the age of 8 after the age of 8 80 to 90% personality of a child is already formed it becomes increasingly difficult So that is why children are the most important. We can do something very solid. We still give them sanskar, we still give them skills of the world, still the behavior and obedience whenever it's needed, but still we can leave something intact in them. <coughs> so that once they become independent as an adult, they can move on, reclaim their full life. and give it to their children pardon and, and teach them of children. course yes. of course because once they discovered in themselves that is how they will parent their children but the question again in adults mm-hmm. what we can do yeah, i mean are we hopeless case no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not. No. absolutely not but it is more difficult because as i said we are tied with this hundreds of invisible threads we are cornered on it so it is more difficult entirely possible completely possible oh what is the time uh, uh, 3 12 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 3 
Krishna is meditating. As I said that any trauma is reversible but difficult. For those children it is not only external love, it is an internal love, self-love. Why am emphasizing on love? What is love? <coughs> if we can understand love, we will understand how to how to bring it. Can anybody tell what is love? Partly self acceptance. Pardon? Partly self acceptance. Self acceptance, which comes with the self love. Love, yes. Magic. Yes. I was saying um, there's different kinds of loves. Yes. There's the chemical love that happens in your brain, this evolutionary thing that makes you attracted to a person mm-hmm. or make you attracted to a particular thing. And then there's also the social construct of love that humans have created in which they believe that um, it is love between one person and another person or love to yourself which is also evolutionary, but not always 100% the right thing for everybody, but it is a social construct for all people. Even asexual people, they feel the social construct of love, they have to be into a relationship, get a child, to this. Yes. Close to this. Yeah. So there is a variety of manifestation of love. In fact, we used to teach seven colors of love, we used to call it. But in in these fundamentals, if we go, love is nothing as but the experience of life energy. It should be very clear. You reduce to the very core, very fundamental of love, what happens when we experience love? Our body is filled with energy. It is tingling. Which is translated in the form of neurochemicals, <coughs> neurotransmitters also. Love in its core is the experience of life energy. So, when I fell in love with my wife, what happened to me? Why I fell in love? Because by seeing her, life energy was blocked, unblocked in me. Right? So I was given life 
by seeing her by meeting her so basically she became my promise of a giver of life she became a catalyst so that is why i was attracted because if i am with this person i will live a fuller life and so if and, and that is why i wanted to to be with her because what we are seeking in this world more life more life more life we want to be alive we want to live fully and whatever pro- promise this that whether it is a person or a job or a drug or sex anything for that matter we get attached to it but well, ultimately <coughs> you go fundamental core to it because our life energy is blocked as i said our second chakra is blocked partially after the age of 2 years we don't have full access to our life we are thirsty of life and we are seeking life through various means <coughs> thousands of means so love is one of those moment when we experience this life so love is another side of life one of the manifestation of life <coughs> when i love my daughter or my son what happens you will if you become aware your whole body is filled with life that is common to all experiences and so when you lose that life like or your wife passes away or you get withdrawal symptoms from drugs or something like that exactly that is what happens because you didn't build the life within yourself what is called self love so self love is nothing else but building that life energy unleashing unblocking that life energy which is connected with the second chakra still you will have sorrow still there will be a pain if somebody is gone from your life but it will be short lived because you are not dependent for your life on others you got it so you can see the the beauty of second chakra that is what love is all about so self love is about life energy flowing through me i become independent still connected and i will accept myself because in myself i feel if i am remain incomplete i will go to others to acknowledge me endorse me say to me how wonderful you are how beautiful you are but when this life energy i am not seeking in others but it is coming from the second chakra because second chakra is opened i become the master of my life swadhisthan I'm the best. That means I, is, is that ego not coming into me that I'm the best? Best means unique. I'm not comparing myself. 
Because in this moment when this life energy is flowing, before that I was comparing with everybody. Now there is a sense of completion. So this best means I am unique. And so you are. So I don't say you are inferior or superior. I say you are unique. I am unique. I am established in my uniqueness. Just like Walt Whitman said in Leaves of Grass, that famous poetry book, I celebrate myself. I sing to myself. Finally, I am singing my song. So, others people will and must. So best is not comparison anymore. In uniqueness, I am pretty sure a rose won't like to be compared to the marigold. They flower in their uniqueness. So we become. So the whole question was how to unblock that energy of second chakra. There are many practices and we will do two or three of them. There are total of seven to eight practices for each chakra. Uh, but the most important one in chakra is of vibration. <coughs> because all energy is vibration. All vibrations are sound. Right? So everything in our universe is energy. All energy is vibration. All vibration are sound. Only we can hear two to two and a half percent of the total vibration or sound in the universe. 97 to 98 percent is not audible. With the ears? With the ears. But you can hear them in your head somehow. They are the part of the same. But as we open up, we can hear, we can feel more and more vibration. Yeah, more feeling. Yes. So that is why in chakra we must remember the sound meditations are the most important one. Then comes the breathing, then comes visualization, then comes the body poses. And that is why in second chakra the primary practice is of a mantra, but there are very specific mantras. They call, they are called seed mantra, seed, and they are usually, you know, single syllable, without any meaning. Why they are called seed? Because once you practice them they will start releasing the energy which is trapped, blocked in second chakra. And it will become a tree of vibration. <coughs> and we contain a tree of life within ourselves. That full tree of life will 
become alive. That is why these mantras are called seed mantra or beej mantra. Because we have a full tree of life within us. If you really look into the nervous system, our brain is like crown of the tree. Spinal cord is like stem. And then we have corda equina and roots going. And it is represented as Christmas tree. So when we have Christmas tree, actually Christmas tree is symbolic of this tree of life. And Christians <coughs> borrowed it from pagan religions. It doesn't belong to Christianity, the Christmas tree. It came much before. Tree of so the seed mantra, as we chant, will break its shell and vibration. Because what is life? Energy. What is energy? Vibration. So what you will experience, your whole body will start vibrating 24 hours. Because not full tree is grown. That is why it's called seed mantra. Mm. When you do Om, that's universal energy, right? That's right. So if you do Om, that's... It's not enough. Om is the seed mantra of 6th chakra and 7th chakra. They are individual. So Om is of great importance, but Om is not powerful enough for a specific chakra. It is for sixth. Loud and at seventh it becomes silent. Loud Om sixth, silent Om seventh. So then what do you use for the second? Second chakra. So now seed mantra for the second chakra is Vam W-M V-A-M V for Victor V-A-M Vam Vam How they came to know about this? Because <coughs> Thousands of thousands of years, second chakra while waking up, they listened to this sound and they found Vam, immediately noted down. First chakra seed sound is Lam, second is Vam. Third is Ram. I know. <laughs> Fourth is Yam and fifth is Hum, sixth is Om, seventh is Silent Om. Second, we will do a practice here of visualization for the location of the chakra. And the third practice we will do, which is useful as we are aging, it is called Ashwini Mudra. <coughs> Sanskrit. Ashwini means, Ashwu means horse. Mudra means gesture. Horse 
anal muscles are very very strong because horse runs fast carry load and so they have to be very very strong why it is called ashwini mudra because we contract and relax anal muscles that pushes the energy of the second chakra why it is useful in aging people less chances of developing incontinence just like in the first chakras exercise is perineal contraction which we call kegel exercise it helps in preventing the incontinence of the bladder so they are physically very useful but their primary goal is to push the energy so now time for practice so if you want to uh, practice the second one is it important that we all we start from first or you or the see again